So I'd like to get started just to know a little bit about you. First, I'll tell you a little bit about myself so you won't feel awkward. But um, I'm Pasquale DeMaio. I am the general manager for Amazon Connect at uh, AWS. And I'm really excited to come here and present to you a little bit about Amazon Connect. I'm going to give you guys a little overview of what the service is, hopefully how it can help you to deliver great customer service. And also, I'm going to share um, a few of our customers with you. So I've got Tamara Jensen from T-Mobile and Ravjeev Sandhi from Capital One. And they'll tell you a little bit more about where the rubber meets the road since they're using the product. Uh, and that'll be, a, hopefully, a great introduction to you, both from a high level and then some details about what it's like to use the product. So most of you, I'm guessing, are Amazon customers, um, or at least some of you are. And you include AWS because you probably wouldn't be here. But if you don't mind, can I get a show of hands of how many people here are, have used Amazon? Cool, that's great. Thank you very much. We definitely appreciate it. That is, uh, you know, we can't thank you enough. Anyone here had to contact Amazon customer support before? So it's good to see a smaller number of hands. That's what we try. That's our striving. Um, we try to be the Earth's most customer-centric custom, um, company. And you may have heard that before. But um, you may not have known the, the scale of what we do in terms of trying to support our customers when they do have a problem. We have millions of customers around the world. We support them in dozens of languages, 32 different countries, and at times 70,000 agents on hand to help customers when they need it. So how many folks here are trying to deliver customer support for their folks, for their customers, their end customers? Great, so I see a number of you guys are in that industry. So you've probably faced a lot of the same challenges we had. We knew we needed a system that would be scalable, open, simple, reliable, all the things you sort of want, the, the, the um, apple pie and motherhood story of like what everyone wants from a, a solution. But we didn't find that was the case when we went to look for them, that that actually existed in the form we wanted it to. I don't know if any of you have been frustrated with the tools you've had to use to deliver customer support. But we found that the tools that were available were often cumbersome. The integrations were very complex. We didn't love the fact that professional services were often hard to find. And if you did find them, they were expensive and had to come from very specific vendors, sometimes only from the vendor of the, of the company offering the product. Uh, and then we found all over Amazon, across what's 50 different contact centers now, we had people working on telephony. And it was just a bunch of what we like to call undifferentiated heavy lifting, which is mean you, means you're spending a lot of your time and money to do something that everyone else is doing exactly the same and seeing no benefit from. And that, we always think of as something at AWS we want to eliminate for ourselves and for you. Of course, security and reliability are always top requirements for us. Security, you can't ever recover the trust of a customer if you break it. That's something you can never gain back. And it only takes one issue. And of course, reliability, it's no good, no matter how good your solution is, if it's not available. The last piece was, when we looked at all these solutions, the pricing models often didn't align to our goals. They would be based on seats and add-ons and all these other pieces that made it more interesting to try and drive customers into long, bad experiences than to try and be the most efficient and bring people on. If you think about a company like Amazon, you probably know we do events like Prime Day. And on Prime Day, we have to bring a ton of agents on very quickly. 
But then very quickly again, they aren't needed. And so you don't want to pay for agents and seats over the course of a month when you use them for one day. How many folks in the audience have cyclical contact center needs like that? So I think you guys feel a little the same pain knowing that you're wasting time and money on things that aren't really benefiting the business model you're trying to drive. Your software solutions shouldn't drive your business. Your business should drive your software solutions. So with all of these challenges, we decided to build it. And so 10 years ago, we started down this path. We knew we needed the basics. First off, had to have great skills-based routing. You've got to get your contacts to the right agents. That's probably the most important thing you can do in customer service is make sure the customer is getting to the right agent to support them. We knew we needed to have quality management and call recordings integrated directly into the platform at incredibly high reliability so we could help our agents get better. Um, and of course, analytics are a huge thing at Amazon. How many folks here have seen a marked difference in the amount of analytics you're using to deliver customer support for your customers? I know in the last five years, we, we thought we were an analytics strong company maybe five years ago, and we've seen dramatic increase in the way we leverage that data, the complexity of how we do it, the amount of data we want to look at, and the improvements that we can bring to customers because of that, because in the end, it's all about building a better solution for the customer and having a better customer experience. It's not just about looking at the data and having some idea in your head. You want to be able to take that from ideation all the way to production. And lastly, high quality voice. There's no point in delivering customer service the customer can't hear. And I know I've personally had some horrible experiences dialing in and not being able to hear the agent, having poor phone quality. And so one of the keys there was just how can we uplevel that so you get crisp, great experience. And it's amazing what a difference that makes to customers. Again, we want to take the frustration out of this and have a great customer experience. And that is the end result we want to deliver. There were a couple things we wanted to do that were differentiated as well. At Amazon, as you might imagine, we want to be 100% cloud-based. Why? We want to be able to put agents anywhere. We want them to be able to work from home. We want them to be able to work for different virtual call centers all over the world. The point being, in the world, as they say, is flat. Well, certainly for customer service reps, we think they should be able to be where they can be to do the best job possible. Any folks here using work-at-home agents? Multiple contact centers around the world? So you guys understand, and I've probably been through a lot of the, the aspects of that. Having a truly virtualized system makes that much, much easier, because you don't have to worry about where anything actually is located. You deal with just delivering your agents and your customers the best service and the best engagement together. Secondly, um, self-service configuration. When you build a tool, which this thing started as an internal tool, and that's really why I think it is maybe a little different than some of the other things you see in the industry, when you build a tool to solve problems as opposed to building a product to sell, one of the things you realize quickly is anytime someone comes to you to ask for something, that's taking time away from developing the features they need and making the product what they want to use, and that's turning it into um, a, a, um, a professional services engagement that my team doesn't really want. Our goal is to help our teams internally and now you be able to drive that experience. And so the faster we can empower you, the ability to take and start with nothing and have a working contact center taking your first call in five minutes without ever having to talk to anyone at Amazon, we think that is empowering and it's emblematic of the whole model we have for how you guys engage with the product. 
So you don't have to call us when you want any little change. Instead, we want you to be able to make those changes and deliver those results from your customers. Anyone here feel like business is slowing down, requirements and asks from your business teams are slowing down? I would say the opposite is what I've seen, which is all they want is faster velocity, more ability to make configuration changes, and more ability to control the end user experience and drive the outcome they want with as little interaction with me as possible. And I look at it as a success if I don't hear from them because that means that they're happy. Secondly, the way customers interact with self-service and with and with um, contact centers is going to rapidly change in the next five to 10 years. It already is changing. And one of the big things there is customers are less and less interested in having, in having experience that are frustrating. People say they don't like automation. They don't like automation because automation is often painful. You get asked the same questions over and over again. You call up, it says, tell me your name, tell me your account ID. Then you get transferred and immediately they ask you, tell me your name, tell me your account ID all these experiences that are not tailored and personal to the customer. The future of contact centers is going to be the opposite, which is that the experience is going to be faster, easier, and more personalized than ever, and more natural. So, so I'm gonna give you a little example of an incoming call and what that experience can be like, probably with a lot of the data that most companies already have about their customers. Okay, so the audio is not working. So I will give you guys a little explanation of what this little um, demo is, this little vignette is. So when the customer calls in, the very first thing you wanna do is identify that customer. Look at the information you have. Often a phone number is enough to know a lot about that customer. You probably know their name. You do a dip into your CRM, you probably know a lot about their previous engagements with you. Then you can do a data dip into another system. In this case, that would be a, uh, a uh, flight management system or a booking system. And you come back and, and you can see right here, the flight was canceled. So you have a pretty good idea why this person's calling. So why ask them a bunch of questions that are useless? You know, press, press one for support, press two to buy tickets. That's silly. What you wanna be asking the customer is, I see you're having a problem, I have a really good idea what that problem is. Is that the problem you're having? And so the customer in this case says yes, that is why I called. And then we say, well how can we fix that? And the customer tells you how they wanna fix it, all in natural language. And then afterwards you say, is that all, you, all I can help you with? And in this case, the answer was yes. What people think of as a painful automated experience becomes an incredibly fast, seamless, and, and way better, honestly, than talking to a human being experience in most cases. Not because the automation wasn't, was somehow magically different in the sense that they were talking to a machine, but because the thought and the time put into it was making it something that was exactly tailored to them and their scenario. And the way that that works is by making this very simple. And so we have a couple things that are built into Amazon Connect that enable that to happen. The first thing is we can make calls into virtually any backend system to get that data and information. The second is we have natural language processing so that you can then have that conversation using that data um, in a way that's natural to the customer. This is called Lex and also using our poly backends. You guys have full access to be able to control and create those experiences. And so then after that's done, it's up to you obviously to make this an intelligent experience that's tailored to your customer, but you know your customer better than anybody else does. If we give you the tools to build those experiences, I'm very confident you guys will build great experiences for your customers. Again, the customer is happy. It costs you less money, which is nice too, but more importantly, that customer is gonna remember that was a great experience, not a painful one. And here are the build slides I skipped. 
So another piece of this that I think is interesting, and obviously folks who've come to AWS value very heavily the broad range of services we provide and that others can provide within it. We've worked really hard to make this platform open so you can deliver what you want using the tools you want. So I'm gonna walk through a little bit of this. This is as nerdy as my slides get while we're here. Um, there are a bunch of other talks here if you guys wanna get a little more nerdy later on. Um, I geek out at those other ones myself. But, but essentially on the left side here, I'm talking a little bit about just what is that experience? We talked about the contact flow of the, that you saw a second ago where it was tailored to that customer. The key to that is that from within our contact flow, our, our process engine, you can make these calls to any business intelligence or customer database backend, essentially, and also to your CRMs. And then you can also plug in the agent experience directly to your CRM. So we have out-of-the-box integrations with a number of CRMs, and they're also extremely easy to integrate with a custom CRM. Any folks in here running custom CRMs? Yeah, we have a number of CRMs at Amazon, custom ones, out-of-the-box ones, and so we understand the value that you're gonna pick different solutions, and being able to plug into any solution is really important. So I'm gonna jump ahead now and get onto more of the back-end side of it. Folks here doing call recordings? Anyone doing call recordings? Yeah, so I was amazed how much pain there was outside of Amazon around call recordings. One of the big problems was they were often in walled gardens and you were paying exorbitant prices to store them. We dump all of your call recordings directly into an S3 bucket that you own, so you have control of that data explicitly. You can act on it very easily using the, the products and analytic tools of your choice. And additionally, you can also use all the retention tools and all the other tools that are constantly being provided and updated by the S3 team, and those guys work hard and work fast in my experience. I've been amazed at the progress they've made um, every year. Similarly, we want you to have access to your data. Again, we talked about analytics. It's painful when your data is stuck inside of a system and you won't have access to it. The opposite of that is we can deliver our most detailed contact records, your most detailed contact records, directly to you using Kinesis into the data warehouse of your choice. So you pick, you decide. Do you want it to be Redshift? Do you want it to be some other database? It's all up to you. You're in control of it. You can join it with other data, which I expect most of you will. You're probably pulling data from a lot of different resources. Get that data into the same spot, join it, and then do all the analytics you want on top of it. And then finally, I'm guessing if you have a sizable contact center, you also have a pretty big workforce management need. Anyone in here using workforce management? Cool, aside from the people taking pictures who I'm guessing are also using it, that's still a pretty good swath of folks. The um, workforce management is obviously key to saving money and improving efficiency, and so we build tools to enable that. Uh, we have historically delivered reports for that. We're also now delivering a real-time adherence feed as of last week, and so you have direct access to that data to pour it into the workforce management of your choice. Again, flexibility. Uh, the last piece of this I'll talk about is the AWS ecosystem, and because we're building on top of this open platform and building within the AWS set of services, Finding people who really understand this is much, much easier than it was to find somebody who understood a proprietary tool set. Um, I always kind of think back to the year 2000. I'm dating myself a little bit here, but the year 2000 experience where all of a sudden COBOL developers were worth their weight in gold and there was only a few of them left. That's the situation it looked like we were getting into when we started looking at some of these other solutions. What we really want to do is focus on giving people freedom and access to things. Don't slow people down. And so, 
We have a number of Connect partners here, part of the overall AWS ecosystem. These folks have all delivered a meaningful engagement or um, a meaningful integration, and we have more coming all the time. We have, um, we've, been, we've had tremendous results in engaging with CRMs and with workforce management and workforce optimization companies, which is terrific in quality management, and also the number of analytics packages out there that can sit on top of our data because, again, that open platform makes it easy for them to integrate we had one really cool integration. We did a demo. I always like to tell this story. We did a demo for a company and then said, hey, if you guys want to integrate, this was before we launched, take a look at this, and then we'll give you access to it this week. And then we come back at the end of the week. We'll check in and see how you're doing and give you guys answer any questions you have before you do your integration. So we called them up on Friday again after the Monday we had told them this, and they said, well, let us show a demo of the integration. And they'd already built an integration that took our call recordings, did speech analytics and sentiment analysis on top of them, and then plugged those in directly into a CRM so that the agent could see what had happened on the last call. And that was all without us even giving them any help. And again, that's the power of the open platform. That's the power and the velocity you can gain from that. Additionally, we know, as I've talked a lot about you and you guys being deliver stuff, I'm guessing some folks will not want to do all the work themselves. And I don't blame anybody for that statement. Um, sometimes there's a lot of heavy lifting at the beginning to move things around, get things working the way you want them to. Uh, we have a large stable of consulting partners. You can see we've got the big guys. We have also have the small ones who are really focused on contact centers. And it's a terrific opportunity to be able to get some help when you need it. And we love these guys. They're doing some great work for us. A lot of um, our customers have been empowered by them. And that's a big win um, for us and hopefully a big win for the customers. Any partners in the room today? So feel free to attack these people afterwards and ask them um, how they can help you. But uh, I'm sure they'll appreciate it. But it's been a really tremendous engagement with those, with those partners to have them on board. As I said at the, um, at the beginning of the talk, it's interesting to hear me talk at a high level about the product, and I think about the product really as a solution. Our goal is to empower people to be able to deliver things they want, whether it be faster automated service, better routing to their, to their agents, or whether it's just to streamline the changes they need to make over time. But I can talk a lot about that, and anyone on my team will tell you I probably talk way too much. It really gets a lot more interesting when you talk about customers, and so, and what customers' experiences are. And so, at this point, I'd like to ring up Rajiv Sandhi to talk a little bit about his experience with the product um, from the standpoint of Capital One. Rajiv, good to Thank see you. you. Thank you. Thanks, everyone. Rajiv uh, Sandhi, I'm from Capital One. Uh, I'm a senior director there who has the responsibility for, for four areas of uh, uh, functionality, contact center, our core operations, fraud, and all the transaction services. Um, and I apologize, I have a little bit of sore throat, so. I might be taking breaks to, to, to get some water. Uh, what I'm going to do today is walk you guys through about our journey and uh, what we'll be doing at Capital One from a larger, but with more focus on what we are doing from, uh, uh, from the Amazon Connect. A brief background about Capital One. Um, we are a bank. Everyone knows about it. So I'm not going to tell you anything about the bank. But the key thing that differentiates Capital One from, from others is our focus on technology. And when I say our focus on technology is we are working very aggressively towards becoming a technology company. And our whole of the strategy, our whole of the digital transformation is a very strongly aligned with the partnership with Amazon. And that partnership with, with Amazon Web Services, and that partnership is across each and every lines of business. Uh, that partnership is across each and every technology. 
we are using serverless architecture aggressively. Uh, we are using their whole of the machine learning components. <clears throat> we are using the connect. I mean, in the last uh, eight to nine months, we've been working very aggressively on one of the agenda of being the data center exit. And we have moved a large chunk of our systems on Amazon Cloud, on AWS services. So let's just uh, go back on the telephony. Let me ask uh, the audience, uh, majority of them are in the contact center. When you have to go through the budgeting, who gets the top priority? Mobile, web, back office services. If you're in a supply chain, it's a supply chain. If you're a retailer, then it's all about the e-commerce and everything. And what comes in the last, or towards the bottom end? How many guys agree it's the contact center? Right? That is the challenge. The challenge is not that the, the technology leaders or the product leaders, they don't see the value in the contact center. The challenge is the speed of innovation. The challenge is how we can just really go on the forefront of our product partners, of our business owners. That, guys, this is what you can get. And the reason we went with Amazon, or the, the reason we started looking into uh, making the right decision was because we had a very strong aspirations to go to the cloud. That was the one thing. Um, the second thing was, which was most critical was, what are we going to do to increase the efficiencies? How we are going to drive the innovation? How we are going to drive the value? To the point, when someone calls, why someone has to tell their entire things, their name, their address, blah, 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 everything, multiple times. And good luck if you're not able to, if the first call response is not there, if you have to go to the second associate or second agent, you have to repeat again, which is very, very frustrating, especially when you have waited in a line in a queue for more than five minutes. And if you look at the millennials, for them it is five seconds. That is the kind of the, the generation that the, the audience we are talking about. And the last one is the voice and visuals are the future of the customer. Here's what I will I like you guys to think. When the whole of the internet started in 1998, it's around, everything was around the websites. People were just running around the portals. Everything was, hey, we wanted to build really cool websites. The focus was on website. Fast forwarding eight years, 2008, iPhone. Android, everyone started working on the mobile apps. That was the key. Fast forward, 2016, 2017. How many times you go and get online to check weather versus asking Siri, Google Assistant, or Alexa? I have eight year, a 10-year-old daughter. I think if she has a way, She'll just get, ask Alexa to do her homework also. That is what the power of the visual is. That is what the power of the voice is. And we need to understand that is where the industry is moving. We don't realize it till we just listen to these kind of things, till we just look around, what are we doing from the voice point of view? So that is what were the key reasons we started looking into, uh, into the solution which will help us. Going back to um, our our existing foot, our, our footprint, which was before we started implementing uh, Amazon Connect. We were a bank like, you know, very traditional. I call them monolithic applications. They are not running in the mainframe, but to me, they're still monolithic. There's a still a lot of technical debt in those applications. <clears throat> Capital One has two. We have ING and we have Retail Bank. 
and both of them were running two separate systems, all the way from our data center to our carriers, to our hosting model, to our IVRs, you name it, to our CRM system, to our customer. And they can't talk to each other. They don't even know to, what, if the other entity exists. If a customer has an account in retail and in direct, they have to talk to two separate agents. We didn't want it to do that. And this was adding all the, I'll use the term noise. The reason I use the term noise in the system is because it was not allowing us to move fast. It was not allowing us to go back to the product team that these are the things we want to innovate. Because the minute we talk about the innovation, what does it take? Oh, now you have to do an upgrade. Oh, your license fees doesn't allow this thing. And by the end of the time, when you want to add a very small feature, it becomes a million dollar project. And that is what we wanted to avoid. So we went live and our, our first footprint is, uh, we have already gone live on direct bank and the fraud operations. We already have hundreds of current uh, active and live agents. They are servicing associates and they are the fraud associates. We are right now multi-site, multi-shift, and it's a full feature implementation. And the reason we went with the full feature implementation, as I'll cover in some of my, in my future slides, is we didn't want it to go only with the IVR. We did not want to go only with the call recording or just the call flows. We wanted to give everything. We wanted to implement it all from the end to end. At one point of our time, we were talking even from the carrier level also, all the way from carrier to the call recording, all the way from the IVR to your machine learning. And that is what we implemented. And the two more points is, I. When I was you know, talking this morning, I think I should have written it not go live, but user adoption. Because we were, we were live, if you really look into the system, in 10 days. March 23rd was the GA. On April 10th, we got the first call in production. It was internal call, but it was still live. But I'm not calling it a live. It was from, within five months, it was 100% user adoption. And if I have to do it again, my team can do it in less than three months because we don't have to worry about the, doing the whole of the engineering around our cloud architecture for the first time. I don't have to worry about the whole of the Active Directory integration. I don't have to worry about the, the integration with our, with our backend services. All those things are there. It becomes very simple. And one of the concerns which all of you might have is, wow. Some of you guys might be thinking, five months is a long time. Uh, some of the finance is very impressive, but the key thing is it was all done by the in-house team with the very active support of the partnership and, from, and partnership from the Amazon team. The reason we have, we had no choice. When we started working on it, there was not many consulting com companies who can offer this kind of a services. So we have to learn our own pace. We have to fail at our own pace and we have to build at our own pace. And at the same time, Amazon uh, Connect team, they were also releasing new and new features. So I think I've already covered it. I'm not going to, to repeat uh, you know, you know, what works. It's the strategic alignment. We are already having, you know, all our systems are right now in cloud from the retail bank point of view, including our core applications. We are the first bank who has put the core application also in the cloud. Uh, we wanted to leverage that existing relationship with, uh, with Amazon. Um, the one thing which really helped me convince my, uh, my leaders and the rest of the organization, it was not an easy thing. You know, you're just trying to do something disruptive with such a high 
with the high stakes on the ground, you have to be very, very thorough. And uh, one of the things that really helped was the faster innovation and implementation, implementation cycle. I remember when talking to the Amazon Connect team, and within 72 hours, literally within 72 hours, we had this thing working with our CRM system. It was not working just the Amazon Connect. That I think you can do it in 10 minutes, 15 minutes, 20 minutes. But it was within our environment, running it with the CRM system. Because I knew I don't want to prove out, is Amazon Connect working on it? Amazon team has done it. That is their responsibility to prove it out. I want to prove out that how Amazon Connect works with our CRM system, which was a custom CRM system. So those initial wins, those initial data points did help me a lot to convince the product and the, and the tech leadership. Um, it's, it's a huge cost saving and uh, the experience is amazing. Um, I'll give you another, we had a CEV3C going on. CEV3C is when the customers are impacted in the fraud area. And we were already in our journey of migrating to, to connect, but they were supposed to do in a cycle which was happening two weeks. But because of our legacy platform was not able to respond, we have to make a call, guys, we are moving right now. And within three hours, we were able to move those hundreds of agents to connect. And that three hours includes provisioning of the headsets because Amazon Connect is a soft phone and our legacy platform was all the, the big phones. So we have to find, uh, and that's the creativity. People are just like willing to go to Best Buy, Connect, uh, sorry, Staples to buy those headsets. We had those headsets, we were just trying to find where they are. 30 minutes of training. Think about an agent moving from one platform to another platform within 30 minutes. And then entire process, the change management, everything took three hours. So that is what the speed is. So what was our approach? Our approach was, I know everyone talks about you know, fail fast, fail often. And uh, when I was talking to team, and this was like, you know, I said this thing, fail fast, fail often. They said, Rajiv, you said failure is not an option. I said, yeah, that is right, so what do you want me to do? And then they came with this, uh, this thing that win fast, win often. And the reason we were winning often was by doing small, small things. Uh, one thing which I will suggest is, when you're talking to the product team, don't try to sell them anything on the blue shiny objects. I was rather the other way. I was just keeping all the product teams, everyone away from the blue shiny objects. Because my focus was, if I show them, if I talk to them to excite them about the blue shiny object, they will only think about the blue shiny object and forget about the foundation. So we focus only on the foundation first. We said, let's just lay down a very strong foundation if we have a strong foundation based on the strong architecture principles, based on the serverless technologies, based on the flexibility that we can get, we will be able to deliver much faster. And to be honest, this blue shiny object was that when you can migrate hundreds of users within three hours, there was no way they could have done it on the old system. And this is just one of the examples. Uh, we were focusing on the core we were going very, very focused. We just, I was so protective sometimes that I won't let any noise happen. A, B, and C. I'm not even going to talk about upper A upper, or lower K. Very, very focused with each and every engineer in the team, focused on this is what they have to do. 
And uh, I know you might be thinking, how large was the team? Can anyone take a guess how large was the implementation team? Five teams? Yep. And all of them, and two of those people, they have never heard about the call centers. Five. Yeah, five engineers. Uh, one guy, so two of them are the TDP. So TDPs are basically two-year fresh graduates from the, uh, from the CS background. Uh, one guy joined Ryan Carter, and he has done the engineering drawing. You will see his drawing. Very fresh from the, uh, he has never heard about the call center. He has used it, but like, what is it? It was absolutely alien to him. So we built the team grounds up, but yes, the team was hungry, the team was aggressive, and they were really, really focused. So this is our, uh, our, line, uh, our timeline. We started our engagement with the, with the Amazon team uh, in January of 2017, and just doing the initial prototyping, ensuring that uh, you know, it's all up and running from our, our point of view, talking to, to them to understand what is their product vision, what is their, their roadmap. And then one of the things that really helped us is that even we were releasing the code in production every month. Doesn't matter whether it's a crappy thing. Doesn't matter if it blows up. But at the same time, I was ensuring it does not impact the customer. And that is when the initial two or three cycles, we will open it only for the internal users. So the people who are the Capital One employees and they bank with Capital One, they will call in and they will be serviced. And then slowly and slowly, we started opening to the general customers. But we will open for a very short span. We will open it for two to three hours a day, for two to three days, and then we'll just close it down. The reason we were doing this is because we wanted to find the, the nuances and the issues that can happen in the environment. And it did happen. Some of the users, they were having the, the issues on, on their Chrome settings. Some of the users were not able to plug in their USB because they didn't have all the rights. Now imagine if you just go with hundreds of users and all this problem starts trickling in, you're just like, what the heck is going on? So this really helped us doing the, the monthly release um, and it gives a lot of value to the product team also. Think about if you are the product owners, if you have the responsibility of running the contact center operation and this tech guy comes, oh, we'll just change the world and everything, you're just like, get out of my business. I have to run the operations. This really helped them get comfortable, and their comfort level kept on increasing because they were at the end of the day, they were able to see, yes, this actually works, and they were able to experience it. They were able to get the feedback from the agents who are going to use it. That is the most critical thing. I can build something, and if it doesn't have the user adoption, it's of no point. So going to our architecture, um, what I said was that we are, we are going to focus on our foundation. And our foundation was just not the Amazon Connect. That was one of the piece of the foundation. That was one of the ingredients. We decided we are going to go serverless end to end. The good thing was that Connect has all the Lambda, rather that is the, the only thing it's supposed, which is a good thing, but we just extended it all the way to the end. So all our backend applications also, back office applications, are implemented using serverless architecture. Um, we align with the, with the cloud engineering standards. Uh, and uh, right from the very beginning, 
we went with the whole approach of the DevOps and the CICD. And the same, this five people team is now supporting the contact center in production also. So there's no separate uh, production support team. So you can just imagine the efficiencies. There have been instances where we have the incident. It was CEF4, because of the DevOps, we were able to resolve it at CEF4. Had it not been CEF4, because no incident starts immediately at CEF4, CEF3, CEF2, CEF1, it just keeps on escalating. But with those kind of a principles, we were able to make a positive impact in the operations also. So let me just go through, uh, through the diagram. Um, this is our architecture. And if you really look, we, one of the things which we decided to do was, and again, this may or this may not work for your organization, because each and every organization has their own, uh, own engineering standards. Um, what we decided to do was, we decided to build our own VPC. We didn't want it to be a part of the generic VPC or the bank VPC. We just said, we're just going to build the, our own dedicated VPC that will allow us to deploy all the core components of Connect or anything which is associated with the Connect. Um, it was an extra work. Uh, it was an extra effort. But it really paid out well, because now we are able to not only provide a lot of metrics to, um, to our product owners, but at the same time, if we have to deploy anything new, for example, Lex. I don't have to now worry about opening up Lex in my entire network. I'm just going to deploy Lex only in my, within my VPC so that the boundaries are very much constrained. Um, and we just use the whole of the Kinesis stream to stream all the data. And what we're doing is we have, Capital One has its own uh, uh, SDP, it's a streaming data platform, which is Kafka-based. So using the Kinesis streams, we are able to feed in all the data to, to the Kafka streams, to the SDP, which is eventually going to, to the data lake. And we build the whole of the, the Redis and uh, um, the Redshift for the internal reporting. If someone wants to do the reporting only based on the contact center, they can just do it either from the Redis or, or Redshift. And from the workforce management, uh, it is integrated with Teleopti, and SASE is our platform. And on the top hand, you will see it is talking to the Capital One uh, gateway. That is our dev exchange, our gateway, where all the back office services, all the microservices are deployed. And one of the, the, the beauty of this architecture is it is very scalable. It is highly reliable and resilient. Uh, we can do active-active, and we will do active-active once uh, Connect is available in US West also. The rest of the, the thing is already in, uh, in both US East and US West. Uh, we are not active-active, but we can do active-active at any point of our time. Some of the things are active-active. And, uh, but the, the beauty is, Capital One has multiple lines of business. We are part of the bank. If card or financial services or commercial, they want to do it, they can pick a component of it and move it in their VPC. They can pick some of the engineering drawing, so some of the engineering um, features that we have built, the libraries that we have built, they can take it and reuse it, and it's extremely modular. So going to the success, I think uh, we had our aha moments. We had really, really passionate discussions with, uh, with Amazon Connect team also. Um, we had a lot of, uh, but the one thing which I would just definitely call it out is it was a group of highly opinionated, highly focused, but there was one common goal. 
failure was not an option either for Capital One or for Amazon Connect. That was the one thing which just caught us together, even if we had some of the, the challenges discussions, we were very open. We were really, really like a partner. We were just like very commonly focused on what we are going to do. And that is what helped us. Uh, there were challenges within the organization. There were like just before the go live, we were trying to do the whole of the Active Directory integration. And we took some assumptions. Amazon team took some assumption. Those assumptions didn't work with each other. But that's OK. That's just not going to set us uh, anything. Yes, we had this moment. We just worked together. And within the next 72 hours, we had a solution. So, and it was happening on a long weekend. So I think these are some of the quotes. Um, we had a really, really painless transition. And this is, uh, I just got it verbatim. Didn't want it to, to do anything. The transferring of the call is very easy. The call quality, I have heard the calls which were before and after uh, in, in Connect. The call quality is so better that sometimes our agents, they will just openly say, they just, they just connect the two dots. They just try to understand what customer is trying to say versus what they are saying because the call quality was not, not very clear. But with this thing, they just feel like the customer is sitting next to them. So these things have got a, a lot of, uh, a lot of uh, focus and wins from the agents. That is what our key base is. The adoption was very easy. Think about migrating someone from a previous platform, a legacy platform, to the new platform in 30 minutes of training. No. And one thing we need to acknowledge, the people who are answering the calls, they are not the same people that we are. They are not getting the same level of paycheck that we are. They may not have the same motivation that we have. So we need to think about their point of view. And we have to keep the thing so simple that they can easily adopt it. We have to think about how it is going to help them. So all those things really helped us uh, a lot. So it was, a, again, a, a huge undertaking. And uh, I would just uh, like to walk you some of the other initiatives that we are doing. Uh, we are working on the fraud detection, which is basically using your voice fingerprinting. Uh, we are using the voice, your voice as a voice parametric. Like, for example, the example Pasquale was giving, well, if you are stuck and your, your ticket or something, your flight is, well, I should be able to detect it. I should be able to think about a mom who is having two-year-old kid throwing two-year tantrums on a grocery store and her debit card is not working. What she wants to do, she just wants to pick up a phone and call someone versus trying to go online and do it. And at that point of our time, if we can detect it, that yes, we just see the transaction, we see the location, we know that the customer as the score is pretty good, what we can do to proactively detect, resolve, and build a very strong experience. What we are focusing on is not on the engagements, not on servicing the customer. We are focusing on the experiences. And all those things, they go into those experiences. So those are our, uh, our initiatives that we are doing. We have already connected uh, Amazon Connect call recording with our in-house speech-to-text platform. And the reason we had to build in-house is because we wanted to strip all the sensitive data. 
because when the text is there, it can be easily available to anyone. Anyone can read it. We didn't want it, any PCI data in there. So we scrub if you're just providing any social, any, uh, any of your card numbers, we just scrub it. And now we're just feeding it to, to our machine learning model. Uh, right now, it is still in the training phase. We have not built the, the whole of the model. We'll just train it. We will tune it and before we productionize it. So a lot of things are happening, but this thing was definitely the enabler. Thank uh, I will, this is first my lifestyle, and I'll just like to introduce you to Tamara from T-Mobile. Thank you. Thank you so much. Hey guys. I am Tamara Jensen. I'm representing Unified Communications from T-Mobile. Our team is responsible for both the infrastructure platform and the intelligent call routing to the speech IVR and then from the speech IVR to our customer care team of experts. We're also responsible for the telephony platforms for our enterprise solutions and for our retail. Oops. Too far. So. In 2012, John Ledger joined T-Mobile, and he brought forth the new uncarrier movement. This has been a spectacular success for T-Mobile. Last quarter alone, we added 1.3 million new customers. That was the 18th quarter in a row where we've added more than a million customers. We're growing quickly, and we care about our customers. Our executive VP of customer care, Callie Fields, has four mandates for our customer care. One, we're going to make it easy for you to connect to us. Two, you will never be transferred, ever. Three, each customer will have a team of experts that will get it right the first time. And four, if you just want to fix it yourself, we'll help you. Now, T-Mobile takes about a million calls a day on average, routing to our self-service platforms. 50% of those calls are going to exit the IVR and they will route to our customer care platform. Our agents, our last peak count was probably about 16,000 concurrent agents on our own internal platforms, and then we have about 50% of our call volume that routes to our partners as well. Our call volume can spike anywhere between 20% and 50% during product launches, like the recent iPhone launches, or during the holiday season, so Black Friday, Cyber Monday. And we're currently looking for, woo, we're currently, stop looking at the slides, <laughs> looking for ways to find efficiencies to protect our current environment and to find efficiencies to route calls away that are not care related to a different platform. This summer, I had the opportunity with my peer, Dave Kemp, to go to an Amazon boot camp in Seattle just after the AWS Connect um, was released. We were very impressed with the simplicity of the call routing, and we wanted to find something that we could use to test out the platform. You never know until you actually have calls routing on it. So at the same time, our operations engineers were looking at call capacities in preparation for the holiday and for the product launches, and they found an engineering test line that had recently spiked in call volume. This is a test line that is used for our engineers to route our mobile technicians to test cellular handoff between um, cell towers, but also the call quality of the network. And we were routing about 40,000 calls a day on this platform. We were worried about this using up the bandwidth um, during the iPhone launches, and so we decided to use this as our perfect pilot for Amazon Connect. It was easy. This setup was very, very quick. 
It took us two hours to create the entire Connect instance and create the scripting. We planned to do it for a 30-day test run. It ran a little bit longer than a month, and we routed 688,000 calls over the platform. We had zero issues, zero reported issues. You can see from the slide on the left there, that was the entirety of the call flow. There was a jingle, there was an introductory message, and then we played just a really long audio text, which is actually just a, a book that we're reading to the technicians that they have to listen to all day. <laughs> but you can see that this is it. This was the entirety of the call flow. For those of you that are, in, are familiar with Cisco ICM or a bio orchestration designer, it has the same basic scripting function with the drag and drop functionality. Our evaluation criteria was basic. Scalability, can the platform handle the 40,000 calls a day with quality? Reliability, we require a minimum of four nines. Experience, so this engineering test line is used for testing the cellular network call quality, right? So we couldn't have issues on the Amazon call quality masking those issues that we might have on the cellular network. Technology, of course, we were looking to see if the Connect platform had feature parity with our existing systems, and of course, cost. Cutting to the chase, this was an excellent pilot. This was extremely easy. It was completely successful. We were able to test out the IVR functionality. We tested the call quality. We were able to test the capacity. And we were able to test the ease of implementation. But the biggest win for the team over here at Amazon was the responsiveness to the immediate need for additional call volume. Like everything agile, I would like to say that this was planned well, but it wasn't. We started this on a Thursday. We had a great idea, and we routed the calls that Monday. So we gave them one business day to prepare for 40,000 additional calls. That's a lot, and they did it. It was perfect, and we had zero issues. At the end of the pilot, we simply updated our SBC to route that T-Mobile instead of going to the DID, back to our own platforms, and that was it. The entirety of the configuration and the setup was less than two hours, start to finish, and that included our change board. So T-Mobile can absolutely attest to the call quality, we can attest to the reliability, and we can definitely say that they can handle a large call volume with very little notice. They probably want more, though. <laughs> That's it. Well, thank you so much, Tamara. This was, um, I hope this was useful for you guys to see some customers versus just listening to me talk up here. Um, two very, very different scenarios. One very focused on customer care, customer delivery of experience, routing to agents. Another one very focused on IVR and very focused on speed and agility to move up and down. Um, I think that's great. We have no problem with either of these things, and I, we don't mind more notice, but to be honest, you can give us very little notice, and we're happy to take the traffic. We're very happy with that. Um, we, uh, and you can turn it back on anytime you want to. The, we love the fact that we're giving them something that they can manage themselves, though. The one core thing that I think you see in both cases is you didn't hear them saying, oh, Amazon did this for us, or Amazon did that for this. They did it for themselves. They were empowered to go make the differences, make the changes they wanted to on board and build up. We don't have to worry about them coming on board and, and figuring things out. That's great for us. We aren't trying to build a professional service organization as a massive profit center around this thing. What we want to do is minimize that and get you guys working, delivering great value and great quality to your customers. Um, 
if you walk away from today with only a few things in mind, I'll tell you what I hope they are. And you guys may or may not walk away with these. You may have very different ones. And you're more than welcome to come ask questions afterwards. But if you walk away with just a few things, I hope that you've seen, one, that the world is changing, the way people manage customer service is changing, and the future is going to be one where your businesses are going to require that you're able to be agile, quick, and be able to deliver results very fast as things move forward. Two, I think you hopefully see the need for you to be empowered to deliver that to them. You don't want to be the person saying no. You want to be the person saying yes. How can you get yourself into that position? And then three, you want the system you're using to be enabling you, not fighting you in that, whether it be from a technology standpoint, whether it be from a user interface standpoint, whether it be from an engagement model with the company, or whether it's from a pricing model. I didn't talk about pricing. I didn't want to spend a lot of time on it. But it's completely pay as you go. The point is, T-Mobile didn't have to come to us and give us a big upfront payment on it. In fact, if they had done nothing, we would never have complained. All they had to do was come and put the traffic on there. If it didn't work, they wouldn't have paid us anything. We don't want folks to have to pay up front, make commitments, and then not get what we want. Instead, we'd rather have them only pay when they're successful and only pay for what they use. It allows for those massive spikes. It allows for those massive decreases that real businesses have. And then lastly, we're going to provide a ton of tools in the product for you to do things. We think that's tremendously valuable for people to be able to get analytics and see powerful lists of all the different detailed metrics you want within the product. But we also know that you guys want to get that data out of the product. You guys want to be empowered to use the system the way you want to. And so we're going to make it just as easy for you to take it out. And whether or not a partner is building something we build, but it does, it works better for you, that's great. Use their version. If what we build works perfectly for us, that's great. Use our version. And if you want a small change to ours or a big change to ours, come ask us. And if we can enable that, we will. We want to build what you guys need, but we also want you guys to be able to build and leverage what other people build. And the whole goal is that, again, that empowerment. I've, um, I've been very lucky to be able to sort of see the work we did internally here become a public service. That's been a wonderful experience for me personally. But none of that is compared to what I've seen by talking to these customers. And there's other folks I see around the room who are also customers who have been engaging with us. And to see the joy they have when they do the things that make them excited about serving their customers, that's the value for me. That's the value for the team. When we found out that they were able to move their entire um, CRM integration over in 72 hours. You should see the look on my dev's face when who leads that team when I tell them that. That's what we really want to do is empower you guys. So everyone who came today, I really want to thank you. I know we didn't get into too much detail today. There are a bunch more talks here you can go to if you want to. Um, the very top one up there is the one you're in right now. But there's a whole bunch more up here um, over the course of the week if you guys want to check them out. Oops. If you guys want to check them out, it's a little, it's a twitchy trigger finger there. Um, if you guys want to check them out, I think one of the ones that's really fun to go to see is to go see some of the Lex integrations. Um, those are really fun because they'll give you a good idea, not just about what Lex can do, but also what you can do to integrate with Lambda and other pieces. It's really about the flexibility of the system. You'll see some of the speed. You really can walk in and five minutes later walk out with a contact center. A few hours later in some of these workshops, you'll actually walk out with a lot more than a basic contact center. You guys will build a full Lex spot, see some really amazing experiences. Don't take my word for it. Please go find out for yourself.